On today's Winning Cures Everything, realignment roulette with the ACC, the Big Ten, Pac-12 maybe, etc. Real players will be featured in the new EA Sports College football video game, and Georgia football gets a commitment from a huge recruit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Welcome back to Winning Cures Everything, powered by BetUS, where the game begins, where we talk college football news and rumors all year round. Boy, we got some stuff for you today. Uh, I'm Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. This is the Wednesday, May 17th edition of the show. It's Season 8, Episode 29, if you keep up with those sort of things. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And if you would, hit that like button for me. Hit subscribe, whether you're watching or listening to the podcast, so that way you never miss the latest tales from the college football universe. Now today, we're talking about the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the whole realignment roulette mess. So let's go ahead and get to it. The Magnificent Seven, the teams pushing for either the ACC to be dissolved or for unequal revenue distribution. Let's go ahead and dive into this. It was reported by Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated on Monday before ACC spring meetings began that over the past few months, several ACC schools have come together with their legal teams to thoroughly analyze the grant of rights agreement, uh, basically trying to figure out if they can get out of it or if they can push for merit-based revenue distribution. The ACC deal with the ESPN is in effect until 2036, so they still got 13 more years of this. Brett McMurphy with the Action Network reported that the schools are Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Now, the ACC reportedly requires a majority to dissolve the grant of rights. Uh, That would be eight schools, so basically one more than these seven. If that happens... The penalty for schools to leave and join other conferences is still $120 million. But if you look at the math, you know, there's 13 years left on the ESPN deal and in the grant of rights. Uh, and if they're going to be $30 million behind SEC and Big Ten schools annually, that $120 million would be made up within four years. Four years versus 13, I think it makes sense. Now, we've heard the Clemson and Florida State 80s talking about how They need unequal revenue distribution in the ACC in order to be able to keep up on a national level with their peers. 
not the other schools in the conference, but with schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, etc. Right now, the growing revenue gap could leave them $30 million a year behind the SEC and Big Ten in, uh, in annual distribution by 2026, which coincidentally would be the first year of the newest college football playoff contract, uh, which honestly hasn't been negotiated yet. So let's get through the basics of the grant of rights. Okay, Ross Dellinger's article at SI, it's titled Expansion, Realignment, and What's at Stake for Power 5 Conferences. It states this, Per the grant of rights, each ACC school gives ownership of its broadcasting rights to the league in a deal with ESPN that runs through 2036. If a school breaks the deal, the ACC will continue to own the TV rights of any of that school's home games, according to the contract. That's not good. If you're wanting to leave to go to the Big Ten, you got 13 more years where your home games are going to be owned by ESPN, no matter what. So let's look at the options that Dillinger laid out for the schools that could be interested in potentially dissolving this grant of rights. Number one, seek additional revenue from ESPN. Number two, secede from the league. Number three, create another league. Number four, change the revenue distribution model to be more merit-based. Now we'll tackle these piece by piece. The additional revenue from ESPN. As we've seen with the Pac-12 negotiations, that does not appear likely. ESPN is in a weird spot right now, uh, and with NBA, UFC, uh, WWE, the, the new college football playoff rights all coming up, they are not likely going to be willing to spend additional money on something that they've already got under contract at what's effectively a sweetheart deal for them, right? The next is to pay the $120 million exit fee, find a way to break the airtight grant of rights, and then secede from the league. But, but where do all of those schools go? We're talking about eight schools that would have to sign this. Now, I've said in the past, even if these schools did find a way to get out, there are only a few that would add value to the Big Ten and the SEC. North Carolina is the big one. Uh, I think that both of those leagues, Big Ten and SEC, would want North Carolina. Obviously, Clemson and Florida State do bring in big value, but they're both in states in which the, already, uh, excuse me, the SEC already has a brand. So does the Big Ten want to bring in those two and then stretch their existing travel all the way to the south? Uh, this is not just about football, so let, let's not forget about that. The third is to create another league. Okay, If eight decided to dissolve the grant of rights and only a few joined the Big Ten and SEC, then what happens to the rest? Or, or what if they dissolve the rights in order to get rid of the dead weight in the conference? Like We'll, we'll talk more about that and, and some potential options in another segment. Uh, finally, the fourth option is the one that, you know, from the most recent reports, appears to have happened now, and that is changing the revenue distribution model. Florida State, Clemson, etc., all believe that they should be making more than everyone else in the conference because of their success, their TV ratings, you know, all, all sorts of things. And don't get me wrong, they, they certainly bring in more eyeballs, but by doing this, as Pat Forty said, you're poisoning the conference. No, not everybody is an equal, and I get it, that's life, uh, but it makes it difficult to get things done in the conference, right? Unequal revenue is one step closer to the conference breaking apart. Uh, truth is, you know, this conference probably is not lasting past the end of the contract anyway, uh, at least not in its current form. Uh, right now, there's nothing that the ACC can do to keep the football brands from feeling like they need to be somewhere else in order to compete at the stage that they want to compete at, right? This is going to be interesting to keep up with because... Even if Clemson and Florida State and North Carolina, whoever else, 
if it is merit-based, at most, you might see 5 to $10 million more per year than the rest of the people in your conference based on playoff success, based on bowl game wins, based on, I guess, TV ratings. There's, there's some other things, obviously, NCAA tournament, et cetera, the other sports are going to count as well. This is going to be interesting to track. Winning Cures Everything is brought to you by BetUS. With fast payouts, fantastic customer service, a myriad of options to bet on, and an easy-to-use layout, it is easy to see why it's been America's favorite online sportsbook for nearly 30 years. Right now, they'll give you $50 to play with, with no deposit required, just by signing up using the link in the description. So take advantage of the deal, get signed up at BetUS, where the game begins. All right, also... While we're on the BetUS thing, make sure and check out my How to Bet series over at BetUS TV, and make sure that you are subscribed to the BetUS College Football Show on YouTube. Parker, Kyle, and myself will be coming back in June. We're going to do some early previews. Uh, we're starting things up a little earlier than usual this year, so make sure that you are subscribed to the BetUS College Football Show. All right. If the seven ACC schools successfully recruit one more school to dissolve their grant of rights, what happens with realignment? So let's check out some options. And this this is just a few of them. But this is always interesting to do, right? You start tackling, okay, which schools make sense in which conferences and how would you split this apart and who's the most likely, et cetera, et cetera, right? So first off, what is the likeliest eighth team to join and dissolve the grant of rights? Now, I've seen different reports on whether or not Notre Dame would count. The Irish are a full member in, uh, in AC, or excuse me, they're a full ACC member in everything but football. So maybe they count, but it, but if it's not Notre Dame, then who is it, right? The remaining schools are Louisville, Pitt, Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. Now, would the Big Ten want to bring in Georgia Tech or Duke? Uh, the academics fit. Like if they decide to become a twenty-four team league, maybe that works. Uh, but as I've said before, what what is the point of diminishing returns? When do we reach that point? Uh, that bringing in another, another school to the Big Ten or the SEC starts to take money away from the schools already in the conference. If that were to happen, I don't imagine anybody in those leagues would be willing to sign off on it. Uh, but let's look at some fun options. You know, stuff that may not be the most likely, but could potentially be something that, if the money ends up working out, could happen. So let's say the ACC's Magnificent Seven, they don't actually want to split up. They just want more money. So they dissolve the ACC, they create a new conference. Let's say they keep Duke for the sake of, you know, that Duke-NC State-North Carolina, uh, you know, Carolina rivalry. Uh, that would make eight schools. So at that point, we're looking at Duke, North Carolina, and NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and then Clemson, Florida State, and Miami. Now those eight would need to bring in, you know, more schools for a new conference, uh, just for the additional content. As we've seen, of course, the Pac-12 is at 10 schools. Uh, they felt like they need two more schools, so they're going after San Diego State and SMU. Let's say that those ACC schools reach out to some Pac-12 schools. Remember, they don't have a TV deal right now. Oregon and Washington obviously want more money. But let's go ahead and bring in two more schools. That could get us up to 12. Uh, that could help make this make a little more sense. Most likely, you try and keep the in-state schools together, right? Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. So if you've got a conference that can provide football matchups like Oregon and Clemson or Washington and Florida State, et cetera, how much more would that be worth? Like, could those schools then draw $45 million annually? Uh, right now, the Pac-12, uh, they don't even have a DV deal. Uh, 
ESPN pays $504 million annually to the ACC just in baseline contracts. So that's around $36 million per year. If you move to 12 schools, making $45 million per year, you're now looking at $540 million annually. So $36 million more than what ESPN currently pays. And by doing that, ESPN basically trims the fat. They now have more states for their ACC network. Uh, that would you know, change names to something like the PACC. Uh, when you're adding states like Oregon and Washington, you're also losing states, right? Like Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, et cetera. Uh, that's going to be tricky. If Oregon and Washington can leave Oregon State and Washington State, maybe Utah and Colorado makes sense, or maybe Arizona, Arizona State make more sense for ESPN and their conference network. Like, could you imagine a basketball conference with Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, and Arizona as the big dogs? Like that, that would be all right. So what about the schools that are left over? Like, assuming that Notre Dame decides to join the Big Ten, uh, you've got Pitt, Boston College, Louisville, Georgia Tech, uh, Syracuse, and Wake Forest. You've likely got the foundations for a pretty fun basketball conference, but you could also bring in the stronger leftover AAC schools, right? Your Memphis, USF, Tulane, and it may be East Carolina to stay in that Carolina region. Uh, either ECU or, or Temple up in Philadelphia, so you get back into Pennsylvania. Uh, you've got a, you know, you've got a fun ten-team league that should be competitive. Uh, that would be an upgrade for the AAC teams, and it would be a decent landing spot for the schools left by the dissolution of the ACC. Now, obviously, there's a ton of options that could be in play here, depending on what the Big Ten ends up doing. They've been interested in North Carolina for a long time. I mean, remember former Commissioner Jim Delaney? He's a North Carolina alum. Uh, could the Big Ten push to get Notre Dame and North Carolina together? Like, who, who knows at this point? Uh, but that appears to be one of the likeliest options if North Carolina can find a way to get out of that grant of rights. The SEC already has South Carolina and Florida. Like, what, what's the value of adding Clemson and Florida State for them? Like, I, it would honestly make more sense for the SEC to add North Carolina and Virginia and the Big Ten to add Clemson and Florida State, but it doesn't feel right. Clemson and Florida State don't feel like Big Ten teams. Uh, but I guess the same way that Virginia doesn't feel like an SEC team. Or an SEC team, excuse me. Uh, tell me in the comments what you think should happen here in realignment roulette. I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. This is all over the place right now. These ACC spring meetings have, uh, have really sparked a little bit. This summer could get very, very interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A quick reminder, hit that like button for me. Make sure and subscribe to the channel. 
I don't have to remind you, this is a one-man operation. So every like, every subscribe button pressed, every podcast review, every time you share it out or tell somebody about it, that helps me out. Uh, along with, you know, you picking up something from the merch store, etc. So, yeah, go go check out the merch store for me. <laughs> uh, we finally got word that real players will be used in the new EA Sports college football game. EA Sports has confirmed that they have partnered with a company called One Team for group licensing, and that allows players to opt into the game using NIL or their name, image, and likeness. One Team works with the NFL, PA, uh, the Players Association, etc. So this, this ain't their first rodeo. EA Sports College Football is set to release to PS5, Xbox, and more in the summer of 2024. The previous game, NCAA Football 14, was discontinued due to lawsuits related to NIL, so it's good to see that this is already done. When the game was first announced, there were several schools, most notably Notre Dame, that said they would not be a part of the game until EA figured out how to pay the players. Uh, this seems to alleviate that issue, although revenue distribution for players has not yet been figured out. So while only 120 of the 133 FBS schools have signed on, I think that you can count on every school being available in the game. Players can sign agreements to be in the game. Some may have their faces scanned, similar to NFL players in Madden. My guess would be it's going to be some of the biggest players in college football, but it will not be everyone from all 133 FBS schools. If players choose not to opt in, generic players and avatars are going to be used in their place. Now, this is awesome news. After some delays due to securing things like music and jerseys and stadiums, etc., this thing is finally going to be out next year, and it's going to be awesome. They'll have an expanded CFP, you know, up to 12 teams. If this thing goes to 16 by 2016, these guys are already going to have the base built, so they'll be able to add on to it. They're going to have a transfer portal. They're going to have well, just a whole lot more, which should be awesome. NCAA 14 is the only reason that I still have a PS3, and this game is the only reason that I recently bought a PS5. So I, I personally can't wait to see what they do with it. Uh, let me know in the comments what you guys want to see out of this thing. I'm, I am stoked. I know I'm a 40-year-old man, but I still get excited about playing EA Sports college football. Dylan Rayola has committed to Georgia. He's the top-rated player in the 2024 recruiting class. For those that don't know, he is a six-foot-three quarterback prospect from Pinnacle High School in Phoenix, Arizona. He is the number one ranked recruit in his class, at least per rivals. The quarterback was drawn to the culture and standard at Georgia. He said, the more time that went by, the stronger I felt about Georgia, and it's what ultimately led to this decision. Rayola received interest from many other top programs, including Alabama, Baylor, Nebraska, USC, Texas, and TCU. He had been committed to Ohio State as of last May, uh, but he decommitted from the Buckeyes in December. Rayola threw for 2,400-plus yards and 22 touchdowns with only five interceptions last season as a junior in Arizona. His father, Dominic Rayola, spent 14 seasons in the NFL as the Detroit Lions center and he is close friends with longtime Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, who also went to Georgia. Now, there was a lot of talk that he could have ended up at Georgia, or excuse me, at Nebraska. Uh, his uncle is the offensive line coach there under Matt Rule. But man, that program in Athens seems to really sell itself. Rayola is the second Rivals five-star to commit to Georgia in the 2024 class, joining defensive back Peyton Woodyard. Uh, Georgia currently has the third best class behind only Notre Dame and Michigan at several different places. I would expect that to change as we get into the season. Looks like Georgia's going to have the number one class uh, as we get to September, October, etc. Rayola did say he is excited to work with Georgia's coaches. Quote, 
I'm committed to growing and developing as a person and a student athlete. I'm excited to work with Coach Bobo and Coach Van Gorder. It's pretty unique how uh, how this will come full circle as Coach Bobo developed Uncle Matthew during his time at Georgia. Uncle Matthew. Eh? I don't know how I never heard about how tight his relationship was with Matt Stafford, uh, but that does explain a lot about why Georgia ended up being the pick. Now, what does it mean for Georgia's program? Like, Rayola was committed to Ohio State. He visited USC, et cetera. Those two schools have wildly different offensive philosophies than Kirby Smart's Bulldogs. Now, we saw Nick Saban eventually modernize his offense to be more explosive. Yes, Georgia has won two straight college football national titles, but in 2021, his team couldn't keep up with Alabama's offense in a 41-24 loss in the SEC championship game. And this year, they had to hope for Ohio State to miss a field goal at the buzzer in a 42-41 win in the CFP semifinals. Now, Smart needs his offense to provide a little more going forward, and getting a commitment from the number one quarterback in 2024 is certainly going to help that. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Winning Cures Everything. Again, if you haven't already, click that like button for me. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and the podcast. I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers this year. That's the goal, so help me out on that. Also, make sure you jump in the comments. There's a lot of stuff I want to hear your opinion on. Let me know. I'll bring it into the show. So everything that we talked about today, everything we discussed, toss your comments in. Make sure you get signed up over at BetUS. And uh, as always, if there is something that you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to hit me up. Again, it's GaryWCE on Twitter, or you can email me, Gary, at winningcureseverything.com. Or, as I mentioned, you can always toss it in the comments or a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. I hope that you all have wonderful rest of the weeks. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. I'm used to doing this on Friday. Until next time, though, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary, at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.